Hey, everybody, and welcome to Cult Faves, a podcast about cults. I'm Sharon Martinetti. And I'm going to Bond. And I have French fries stuck in my tooth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that just means you've had dinner. (laughs) I'm saving it for later. (laughs) I just have my Marcona almonds and Vito Verde. Listen to you, all classy. I'm like, I'm inhaling a Five Guys burger because I have not eaten. I'm so jealous. <sighs> yeah, it was all right. It's, it's, it's like my, it's my birthday week this week. So is it your birthday week this week? <gasps> yeah, on Thursday. What are you gonna do for your birthday? I haven't decided yet. Um, in the running, we have roller skating, uh, going to the pool, just inviting friends to go out for trivia night. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> okay, then. It is. Uh, do, also, do it writing 2,000 words. Oh, exciting. As I do every day. I wish, I mean, I wish I had like the time in my life to write 2,000 words a day. It actually doesn't take that much time when you're filled with blind panic. It's, uh, it's, it's okay, just squeezing it in. It's just getting to that right, it's getting to the zone, the panic zone. Um, I have to say, I haven't like been on social media very much the past couple of days. You, s- you seem very chill. You seem very chilled out. I am. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, I like not being on social media a lot. I think after San Diego Comic Con, which is next week, um, <clears throat> I think I'm going to take a little social media break. Good for you. Uh, you had a staycation this week, right? Barely. Barely. But what yeah. have you been done with your... What did you do that was vacation like? No, like, I mean... So, what I want, wanted to do is just kind of, like, go to the gym and, like, hang out and do nothing and, like, clean my apartment and stuff like that's that. What I, that's what I'm getting for my birthday, by the way. A Florida ceiling, like, top-to-bottom cleaning service. <laughs> I was, it's like, that's this, amazing. Is what, this is what adulthood is. Christopher's like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I've already arranged for something called the Maid Brigade to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I wanted to do. And in the first couple of days, it was shitty out. Um, mm. And then I also, like, I... I was PMSing, so I just well, was not in the mood for like anybody or anything. <laughs> um, and then I was playing God of War. God of Guar. God of Guar. <laughs> Imagine if there was a game, God of Guar. That, that would be wild. No, this was God of War, uh, which I've <laughs> never played any of the games in this uh, franchise before. This was the first time I played one, and it was really ridiculous how good this game was. And it's not because just the game part was good. The story was really, it's so well written. I wish I could play games. I wish I knew how to play games. I mean, it's not hard. You just turn on (laughs) a console. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard. You just press buttons. It is Um, hard. I suck at it. I've tried every now and then I'll be like, oh, I'm going to get a new console and learn how to play something. And And then you're like, I'm awful at this. I shouldn't do it. I just don't have the attention span. I mean, I will occasionally play those like old Atari simulators and that's kind of where I am. I don't have a very good attention span either, but like the (laughs) weird thing is that I will get hyper focused on things sometimes. I have a great attention span, just not for video games. It seems maybe I just haven't played the right ones because I really—it's been years. It's been yeah. years. Pro- you mean you probably haven't found a game that you like enough? But no. um, yeah. So then I, I was doing that, and then I ended up having to do work stuff because next week is San Diego Comic Con. So right, there's some and stuff. You're doing that, a big fancy panel, right? I mean, I don't know that it's big and fancy, but I'm doing a panel. 
It's fancy. It's not that fancy. She's very fancy. I'm not. I am the opposite of fancy. Don't so believe the. Don't it's believe just her a lies. panel. <laughs> don't believe her lies. Um. Yeah. I mean, we have some pretty <laughs> amazing people that are going to be on the panel. Um. Because it's fancy. <laughs> n- no, it's not fancy. It's not like black tie. It's just a. Say who's going to be on it. Say who's going to be on it. Um. <laughs> so I just like brain farted. Uh, so th- this musician Lights, who also is an indie comic book creator, and she create. Had, I think her last project that she did was an album and a comic book that went together, which I think is that's amazing. Am- that's amazing. Yeah. Um, you should talk to her about your other I- your idea. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that though, right now. Okay, I know I'm not going to say. I'm what like, told people what it is. is. I mean, I told you what it is, but I was thinking about that, by the way. Look, I'm um, always like bringing people together. Like it <laughs> sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I literally thought that because the the other guest who is going to be on the panel is uh, Rachel Bloom. Ah, see, super fancy. <laughs> Wait, what? Super fancy. It's not fancy. It's just you know. Um, <laughs> Amanda Connor, I believe her name is. Oh, she's wonderful. I met her a couple years ago at Superman Celebration. Okay. Um, she and her husband, Jimmy Palmiotti, were there. And they are her partner. I'm not sure if they're married. Oh, they're wonderful, both of them. Del- just delightful. And then this is like <laughs> a big deal. Nichelle Nichols. Ah! <laughs> That's awesome. I know. Did so you we're see waiting Blake? for we're waiting Did to hear see- back from a couple of people still because that's like the nature, I guess, of Comic Cons is like you, yeah, you know. But yeah. did you see William Shatner being a huge jerkhead? Oh, you didn't because you weren't on social no, media. I was on social media, he went after uh, he went after a couple of um, African American children's lit scholars and threatened to try and get them fired by their universities. Was it him was- or was it the person that does his social? Well, either way, I mean that's, that's awful yeah. because either I mean, way, it's William awful. Shatner's it is the person dick. who does this social, but like stop this person. But also, William Shatner's kind of a dick. He is. He's terrible. He's no, terrible. He's kind of a dick. I mean, it's that Captain's documentary, like dripping sexism. Was ugh. I mean, I've never watched a minute of Star Trek in my life. <laughs> uh, I actually, that is my so, nerd blind spot. I've tried and can't get into I can't it. Can't get into that and Doctor I Who. Mean, I'm like, okay, we, whatever. We know a bunch of people who wrote for it back in the day, and I still just... It's like, I like you guys, but I can't get into yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, that's nice. So, uh, yeah, so that's for the panel. And then I did, like, a whole bunch of, like... I started a bunch of really random, like, little, like, oh, projects in my apartment because I'm just... I don't know. And that's it. But that's not what we're here for. What oh. we're here for... God. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I did do one thing that is sort of ridiculous, but was very fun this week. Oh, tell me. Which was, uh, we went, there is this castle that someone built that was privately yeah, held here. I saw here. this, by the way. <laughs> this is so, wait, but the most random part before you even go further, let's just all pause because not only did she just say she went to a castle, you live in fucking Kentucky. Exactly. What is a castle doing in Kentucky? So Let's start the ca- there. The castle has always been there. It's just like right off the highway. And for years it was privately held and it's been owned by a couple different people. But finally these people bought it who are like doing more stuff there and they have a farm to table restaurant and ooh, that's where we should go for my birthday. Anyway, um, 
they have a farm to table restaurant. It's a cool place. We had never been inside it before because it really was not accessible until the last couple of years, unless you could spend like a thousand dollars for, uh, you know, the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, but so at any rate, now they're doing goat yoga on the roof with their goats that they, their baby pygmy goats that they have on the farm. And so we went to do goat yoga because I am, I'm about living my best life. We had mimosas. We did yoga. We cuddled, um, Prince Willie and Charlotte. <laughs> is which it are called the Kentucky Castle? It is called the Kentucky Castle. And it's on, it's in Versailles. It's Kentucky. in Versailles. It's in Versailles. No, it's not. Yes. That's not how you say it, though. Oh, yes, it is. But that's it's how a, you say okay, it in Kentucky. You say Versailles, but it's isn't it pronounced Versailles? <laughs> it like, is. It okay. is in France. It is in France. But in Kentucky, in Kentucky, <laughs> it's, it's Versailles. Not. It's Versailles. <laughs> it almost sounds like for sale. That is. I had to. I was writing a script, and somebody has to say Versailles, and I'm like, please make sure you pronounce this. V- it has like three R- different names, dash. by the way. This is like it a legit. A, it has a bunch. Yeah, it's the Kentucky oh, like Castle, some, also some known fo- as Castle Post, <laughs> Martin Castle, and the Versailles. Yeah. Yep. And it, was, and it was built in 1969. Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. amazing. It's just rich people. It's just rich people. And it actually is. I mean, it's super cool. It's very castly. That's like, just um, amazing. That, so this really rich family, hey, this husband and wife. We got... Basically went on a trip to Germany and were inspired by the architecture. So they came back and were like, we're going to build a fucking castle in Kentucky. That's amazing. We got tons. We got tons. There's a pendulum in the, in the, uh, that's a full length thing in the main, um, in the main library branch that I go to all the time that this rich lady uh, dreamed would be there with the clock with racehorses around it and this like four story tall pendulum and so she donated the money and they made <laughs> they made it. So random. I love it. That's so it's like huge too. <laughs> Apparently like they just added to it a few years ago. That's insane. I know. So maybe That's we'll funny. go to goat yoga again and then get dinner there. <laughs> well, that's completely there's no smooth segue there's from no that smooth seg- well i bet actually i bet there is because you're going to talk about something that uh, people used to get rich right so it's the kind of people that might yeah, just i mean drop some sh- pocket change and build guess, a castle all right we could shoehorn that in there um so this is kind of um this is one of those topics we're gonna have to tread very lightly with yeah for a couple I of think- reasons one <laughs> this isn't officially a cult but it's kind of a multi-leveling marketing cult. Um, and I found out about it. We don't have any money. Don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, I don't you know can have you. My, you can have my but, um, Marcona almonds. <laughs> so I found out about this uh, a couple years ago with somebody. I'm not even going to say I was dating them. Some guy I was dealing with. He was, <laughs> I was dealing with him. Not very well. Um, so he was super into uh, spirituality, like maybe a little too much, you know, in, in hindsight and not even in hindsight. Like, I think at the time I knew he was a little too into alt things for my own comfort. Like, um, did he wear like a crystal around his neck or not to that extent? But I mean, but but he did like go to psychics and stuff like that. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which we'll talk about that another time. So I love psychics. He, I, I love guess <laughs> he went to a psychic, and the psychic, to, like I guess, convinced him to to like go to take this course that she was going to go take, and it was in Florida, and it was like a five day course, and it was like Uh-oh. amazing, <laughs> and it was yeah. So and he's like telling me about it. And I was like, um, this sounds a little sketchy. So it was called Avatar. So now let's Not press pause. the James Cameron movie. Right. I mean, which, first of all, right had, there, if anything is named heard. the same thing as a James Cameron movie, I instantly like. Although I guess there's already there's the last airbender, too, which is good. But that's different. It's not just Avatar. It's, it's Avatar that's The true. Last Airbender. That's different. Yeah. So this... I had never heard of this until when you mentioned it, I Googled it and I like had to add a bunch of words because it, you just get like the movie and special yeah. first. So he was like going to go and I was like, I don't think you should. And I kind of just thought like this kind of, this sounds really sketch, especially if you're like spending $3,500 for five days on a course. And I right there for, and this is for myself, myself only, like if people are super into self-help, that's fine. Like if you want to do what you do with your money, like do what you want. But to me, and this is my mentality with it, if you're spending that kind of money on something, like rarely ever is it a good thing. Like you're spending $3,500 on a self-help course that it's like, why is it costing so much money? Because nine times out of 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. This stuff is bullshit and it's smoke and mirrors. And I feel the same way about like Tony Robbins, like all that. It's bullshit because it's a multi-level marketing scheme. I'm always thinking... Wouldn't you rather be a patron of the arts? Like I could use thirty five hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could give that money to me. I could do more with it than you'll get from that course. Um so I'll he ended up not going. He ended up not going and, and like last minute decided not to go and then had to like get his money back, whatever. But that's how this thing came on my radar. Uh. because of that interaction. So I just find it interesting because the guy that started this course and there are other courses out there that i'm going to say they're similar i know one of them i think is called amway oh i'm sure we'll talk I about amway i think at there's point. one called landmark that i i've actually knew that of someone sounds, yeah that sounds familiar yeah so these are all very similar types of courses and or organizations and I'm gonna I'm gonna label them under the multi leveling multi level marketing cults. So MLMCs. And that's very much what this is. And I think that and we've talked about before how cults often use this very similar tactics to multi level marketing schemes. Mm-hmm. I would say these probably if there's like a Zen diagram, they'd be a little bit more in the one, you know, than the other. Yeah. Like circle, like they're not quite in the intersection because their their spirituality is very. They basically borrow stuff from everybody else, <laughs> and they basically sure. it's like, and it's kind of like what this is. So their belief is that. Well, let me backtrack. So this was started by a guy named Harry Palmer, which <laughs> that in itself is a fucking a bunch of jokes like can you imagine the abuse he got as a kid if that was his name harry palmer 
Oh, dear. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm an adult and oh, I laughed man. when I saw that was his name. Anyway, because I'm also he was like doomed. I'm just 14 was, in my head. He was um, doomed. So he, he started, doomed. he created this in 1986. And previously, he belonged to another organization that's uh, very litigious. Let's say it r- rhymes with. Um, Let's not say it rhymes blah, with anything. Blah, 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 blah. Let's not say it rhymes with anything. <laughs> yeah, They're no, very I litigious. Know. So yeah. that's the reason why we're kind of like staying away from discussing them. But I think once I tell you what Avatar believes in and how they operate, you're going to figure out what this guy did. Or you're just going to Google it and you'll find out. So Avatar's self-proclaimed goal is to create an enlightened planetary society. <laughs> and, that's my that's my goal. That's right. my goal. <laughs> and they they basically believe in like they have all these courses and you take like your first course and it's five hundred dollars and they then they just keep on getting you to take more and more courses and the courses are more and more expensive. And sure. once you're in their system of taking courses, you keep getting pressured to take the next course because that's how you get enlightened because you have to take these courses and they are not really big proponents of um of psychiatrists or psychologists they think that shocking i know i mean it's really really hard to figure out um his previous ties yeah i and they and their belief is that if you're having these problems in your life and if you, whether it's because you're, um, if you're bipolar, whatever the case may be, you, you have to release those thoughts that are making you think that you're bipolar or something like it's, it's, it's pretty fucked up. And apparently like there have been former members of Avatar that said that like they convince people who have psychological issues and are on medication to stop taking their medication which is incredibly uh, dangerous and I incredibly irresponsible so many problems yeah with um anybody who demonizes medication and apparently like at some point if you get further up enough you c- become a master and once you're a master you can start giving courses but for all the courses you give some of the money goes back to the of company course. that start, of course, because that's what multi-level marketing does. Um, and then apparently now there's something called a wizard's course, which I gotta know what makes you a wizard. Oh, yeah. Like so, apparently, no. I mean, it's like it's no. really hard to talk about this because they're not. Yeah. They don't. They're not Their classified as a, a paywall. Their stuff's well, behind no, a paywall. it's not. Well, not because it's behind a paywall. Because it's hard to talk about it. Because one, apparently they're a little litigious too. Oh but, great! Why did you pick these people? Well, no, but here's the thing though. Like they kind of like don't really have any like like I'm not sharing their secrets, but apparently like they make people sign, and this is according to former members. Yeah, allegedly they have people sign confidentiality agreements which are pretty bogus because you're not even if you pay to take their courses and decide to share the information from their textbooks the type of copyright that goes into any type of what's considered like educational books is Mm -hmm. not the same as like other copyrights so it's like you can share the information like you can tell someone else what's in it you know it's not copyrighted from that like you can't not 
you know you can't block somebody well, from that that's I not how copyrights see, work i did see um i did see though that like especially when i just like looked up like a thumbnail of this to see what it was some guy saying that who was no longer involved that especially at the early levels like they won't let you take any of the materials I right mean, if they I don't let you 30, take if i pay thirty five hundred dollars for something i'm getting a fucking binder out of it at the yeah. least but they will just be like no you have to do the next course this is my main issue with these kinds of things and i just i'm gonna preach my gospel here for a second which is Join me in hating meetings, people. Don't go to meetings that are optional. Like, yeah. go to a class, sure. But, like, don't... This just sounds like... It sounds like people who want to schedule conference calls or webinars Yeah, or... but this is the thing. Like, they actually... <laughs> they are, like, courses, and you have to go to these courses, and you have Ugh. to take these courses. And then, supposedly, these courses are... They're self-improvement courses and they're giving you tools and the tools are supposed to help you to get what you want out of life. And then there's one person that was a former member that said how one of the things that he like they teaches you to do is to write down like, oh, you want to be this, you want to be that. So it kind of sounds like they started jacking stuff from the secret and it's like uh, the whole like activate the thought type thing. Um, but And it's like, but it deals a lot in these vague you know, basic, like, yeah, this is like a basic, like, you know, the seven uh, habits of highly successful people, but let's right. like turn it around. And, and that's kind of what it sounds like. It sounds like it piecemeals a lot of different, whether it's, uh, you know, the types of books that you would get forced to read if you were in like management and you had like somebody that yeah. was a super Tony Robbins fan, that yeah. <laughs> like made you read it's, stuff. It sounds like buzzwords. It's just like actualizing. And, yeah, you know. exactly. And it sounds like that's what a lot of it is. So, again, the, the reason why it's a little weird to talk about this is because it's again, they're not can, they're not classified as a religion anywhere. They yeah. are classified as a private for profit organization um so they don't like pretend they're not making money they also apparently believe in exorcisms what yeah i'm still i'm still trying to figure out how that fits into it um what are you being what what are you being exercised i'm not sure entirely um i think that part of it they also believe in something called um discreating which i guess is like if you had another like you know in a previous part of your life like let's say you were like a drug addict and then you decide like well you're not that person anymore so you're like discreating i think like that it's really really vague it's there's it's hard to understand what exactly the beliefs are but this sounds terrible. They also believe in hop- <laughs> hypnosis, and apparently, this guy Harry Palmer, never gonna not be funny. Um, <laughs> when he was part of the previous organization that he was affiliated with for, I think it was like ten, fifteen years, and he was pretty high up in that organization. Um, he people that were affiliated with him then had said that he had studied and used mind control techniques. Which is, you know, always very comforting. And it's also, um, I mean, like a lot of it is just bullshit. <laughs> it also it also has this very like Anne Rand-ish thing to it where it's yeah. like if, if you you only 
spend your energy and time working with people who want to better the planet because your job is to save the planet. And if someone is having like a hard time in their life, you can't be concerned with them because like they can't drag you down. So you just have to keep going for the people that are like moving forward, which sounds really and randish and really fucked up, to be honest. It's terrible. And it's, I mean, this is the thing that I don't get is it's like, oh, we want to have this enlightened society and we have the secrets that will enable you to live your best life. Yeah. So we're going to charge money for that. Right. Like right off the bat. Like um, it also they had this belief where they create everything. What? So everything, everything is a creation. Everything that happens in life, you created it. So that's kind of. Dear Avatar, fuck you. You so, did not create I mean, but this leads like, you know, if no. something good happens in your life, you created that. No one gave that to you. Oh, you would want to create it. But on I, the flip side, if something bad happens in your life, like if you like you got robbed, it. like you did something, you created that to happen. Oh, I thought I misunderstood and thought that they thought that they created no. everything. And I'm like, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> so then apparently another like so when you take like the wizard's course there's a concept of secrets so if you're ever feeling critical mad or angry or upset towards someone no matter what they did it's because you have a secret towards them this sounds very familiar to like he kind of stole this from his previous affiliation um so if you have a secret then that's why you're upset with them. So you have to write up the secret, which is creating the upset. And it it basically, like, you're keeping track of yourself and kind of, like, it keeps you from criticizing the people that are, like, higher up. Which you're not allowed to do, by the way. You're You're never allowed to question the guy that started Avatar or his wife. Um, or any of the trainers or Star's Edge, which is the company that, that owns Avatar. Do you think the people who get into this system and become masters or whatever, do you think they, I mean, I'm sure it varies, but like, do you think they believe in the system or is it just like i, I need think a what job. happens because it's like if you go and you start looking online and you start seeing people like oh ever since i started taking these courses it helped me deal and they'll always and, it, and it, this is not specific to this uh group this happens in any organized group is that you'll always find people who when they're at the lowest part in their life, and that can be they're dealing with the death of a loved one, they're maybe, you know, dealing with addiction, like depression, or they're like, whatever the case may be, they're at a very low point in their life. And I think that's natural human nature to start seeking something to help lift you out of whatever it is, or to help you get through what you're going through, to get to the other side of it. And I think there's certain personalities and that's why when we first had our first episode and I said, I think there's something to this that's almost similar to addiction mm-hmm. where there's certain personalities that they are susceptible to getting into uh, finding themselves in a cult because they seek out these types of organizations or groups that are going to help them because they're feeling lost. But 
once they're there, which I think is a very normal thing. I'm not saying that you have to have an addiction or addictive personality to do that. But I think once they're there, it that becomes the thing that that sustains them. And that's the thing that makes them that they find their value in. So I think people initially go and take these types of self-help courses. And then some of them now, because they're feeling something that they haven't felt for a very long time, they're feeling confident They're They have self-esteem. They see their life is starting to change and they're instantly attributing all these things to this course. So they continue to take the course, but you know, life ebbs and flows. Like those things mm-hmm. may have changed in their life, even if they weren't taking these courses. And then when things start getting bad again, they're not attributing it to the course. They're attributing like, well, their ability right. to keep going. They're like, well, they, they're going and they're going past this to the course. But I think, I think they're so entrenched at that, at that point And they're so financially dependent on not just like they've given so much money to this thing. But oftentimes they end up working for the organization as well, that now it's like every part of their life is intertwined with this thing. Well, that is like a that is like a thing that happens when people are um, conned by scam artists um, or even just uh, or even or at large organizations who are victimized by like I remember there was this guy. um, There's a book called The Island of Lost Maps. And this guy named Gilbert Bland, um, which I just think is a great criminal name, which is why I remember it, um, stole all these maps that were worth thousands and thousands of dollars out of rare books from like rare books libraries all around the country. And he eventually got caught. But a lot of the institutions wouldn't come forward and make reports, right? Because they don't want to advertise the fact that they got burglarized, Right, mm-hmm. that their security enabled it because he would just go in and he'd slice out the map. They still have the book, you know what I mean? They might not know right away. Yeah, and and then he would sell them. Um, and so it's 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 the same kind of thing, right? When people get taken in by con artists, they rarely will. People don't want to admit it, even if they I think that's definitely it. part of it. I think the other thing too, and this is you know when I've been reading about this this group. Um, one of the things is there is an exclusivity to it where it's like mm. it's confidential, you know, and you're hearing hearing that you're getting access to something that not everyone's allowed to have access to or earned or can understand. It yeah. instantly instills something in you like you are somehow like a chosen one or you're right. more special. And it's funny because, you know, back in the day when I was in my 20s, you know, I used to go out clubbing a lot. And I remember that certain nightclubs um they would sometimes like the door the door people at the clubs would just not let people in and the line would be like down the block even though there was barely anybody in the club and it created this illusion of one you have to wait online so now it's like well now you got to get in there because you can't just get in so it's that exclusivity of it you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and it's the same concept you know it's the same thing where it's like you make yourself seem more important or something is more important because not everybody can get to it or can get to it easily so i think that's part of it oh and and totally too because of the cost of these like 
Isn't the isn't the wizard's course like seven thousand dollars or something? I mean, most people can't just drop seven thousand dollars. Right. So there is a component of like you can do this because you're obviously a, already a very successful person, and a lot of these groups target people who already have money because that. I mean, obviously there is a wide spectrum there, but a lot of these kind of schemes, they're not interested in. That they're not interested in a person who cannot pay thirty five hundred dollars for. Well, a here's the thing. So that's not necessarily true. I mean, they do because I mean, not, first yeah, you take sure. your introduction course, right? Which is five hundred bucks, right? Right, and then you know, then you take an something called the avatar course, and that's where you learn that everything is your creation. Yeah, and you come back from that feeling empowered you feel like it's like you know like everything that happens i'm like it ends and begins with me again a very Ayn Rand mentality it really is um then after that is the master's course and i think once you take the master's course that's when you're allowed when you get to that level you're allowed to start then giving courses ah uh. so once you know, you're there, you feel, you feel like you get all these tools and, you know, now you start relying on, you know, the other people that are at your level instead yeah. of, so it's like, it's starting to create that separation between you and everyone else in your life, like your friends and family. And now you're replacing them with the people that are in this group, which again, that's a very, that's what happens in cults. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like now you don't need your friends and family. You were your friends and family now. Well, and like not this group, but I'm thinking specifically of another kind of thing like this um, that I remember hearing from friends who would get like literature in their neighborhood or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they would only put it on like cars that were above a certain value. Yeah. So I definitely think there's some of like them do do that. Zip code, yeah, of course. Zip code targeting and right. I mean, political campaigns do it too. Right. I mean, you know, that's so how marketing the, works. Right. <laughs> so then from the master's course, then there's internships. So apparently, Are they unpaid internships? I don't know. I just know that they're internships. <laughs> I'm so dead. apparently, if you were, if you were tired or if you were like, you wanted to go over to bed or whatever, or you got irritable. That was because you had, you were in resistance and you had to like up your appreciation for other people. Cause you were creating a scenario where like you weren't tired. You were making yourself tired. You were telling yourself you were tired. Okay. Yeah. So then, <laughs> then from there you take what's called the integrity course. So that's where you learn about, Oh, first, it's if, you, if there's something that you don't like about someone, that means it's something that you're resisting in yourself. So first of all, so it, <laughs> and it starts telling people like you can't not like other people because if if you just if you don't like them, that means you don't like yourself. That's something about you that you don't like. So that's like a very basic like psychology thing. You know, it's like there's a there's an expression that usually the first thing you notice in someone that you don't like is something that you recognize in yourself. And it's true. That's why you notice it, because you notice um, it's a behavior that you don't even like in yourself and you notice it more when it's on other people. I mean, but, except except for Donald Trump. Like, you know, that's the perfect example yeah. of like. <laughs> so then then from there is the professional course. And I'm getting this from a site uh, from people that were former Avatar members. Uh, and the, like, okay. so that's where this is coming from. Um, and the planet, the professional course 
is it starts telling you that, that the most important thing that you could do is create is get more people into Avatar to help save the planet. Right. Okay. Then is the wizard course. And that's where you learn about the secrets. Then is junior advanced intern. So now you're like these more and more money, you know, and then advanced intern when it's like you are. And it's like, you know, it's a difficult thing to move up to these different levels. Sure. Right. So, I mean, advanced interns are supposed to bring more masters, which so it's not just that you're make you're getting students, but you're trying to create more masters so that they're creating more students. It's it's a huge machine of multi-level marketing and it's it's intense. So like I said, here in the States, they're not considered a cult, but apparently overseas, they're starting to catch some heat. Um, one of the places is in Denmark mm. um, and in the Netherlands. Yeah. So in the Netherlands, um, they're considered, I think, in Germany and the Netherlands. And there's one other place in Europe. They're called a psycho sect or a pseudo sect. So pseudo sect, from my understanding, in Europe is not quite a cult, but... Like, very close to on the way to becoming a cult. And apparently... You're sort of on the watch list. You're on, like, the cult right. watch list. So, apparently, in March of this year, um, there was an article in, the, in BBC um, about how there was a television investigation that found that there were six private schools that were governed by Avatar wizards. And those private schools were using the principles of Avatar ideology. And then, not Hogwarts. <laughs> no, no, that don't not infiltrate. Don't infiltrate um, Hogwarts. <laughs> and then apparently, that there's a sect alert. So this is a, a Dutch organization. It's called Sect de Signal, which translates to Sect Alert. Um, they've been monitor. They monitor sectarian movements. So they've asked the Dutch Education Inspectorate to investigate reports that Avatar poses a threat to society by covertly infiltrating public institutions which are uh, uh, which are secular. Uh, okay. So and they're like saying like you know we're not saying it's right it's, it's right or wrong. They're just worried that if there's been abuse or misconduct. So basically they're starting to investigate because these Avatar wizards are supposedly you, you know, using their positions to try to spread the avatar ideology. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So here's, uh, and they have a clip of um, some of their learning materials. So this is called a compassion exercise. So the objective is to increase the amount of compassion in the world. Expected results, a personal sense of peace. Instructions, this exercise can be done anywhere that people congregate. Airports, malls, parks, beaches, etc. It should be done on strangers, unobtrusively, from some distance. Try to do all five steps on the same person. Step one, with intention on the person, repeat to yourself, just like me, this person is seeking some happiness for his or her life. Step two, no. with attention on the person, repeat to yourself, just like me, this person is trying to avoid suffering in his or her life. So right there, like these, this doesn't sound bad. You know, it's innocuous. But 
again, like this is where a Although lot of this stuff yeah. is. It's borrowed from a lot of Eastern ideology. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, and it is intrusive. There isn't. There is a thing. I mean, there are religions who have these beliefs too and get in trouble. Like Jehovah's Witnesses like to come through cemeteries here and put up giant crosses at the head of them. And you know, there have been. Was it Mormons or is it someone else who some of them, I don't think they do this as a matter of course now, but like there were people who would go and save like dead people in cemeteries and stuff. Wait, what? I, I, I could have that. I could have the sector wrong. I could have it wrong, but there definitely was a thing like where you. Oh, could, wait, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. Groups would go into cemeteries and I think and don't that they the like major, write down names or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, the yeah. Reli- and, and the religious, I mean, I think the, the main religious body like disavowed this practice and told people to stop doing it. But I mean, regardless of whether you believe it's true or not, it's it's kind of intrusive. And this is like the baby steps version of that. Right. Yeah. But this isn't even actually that same. So this apparently is one of 30 exercises that can be found in Resurfacing Techniques for Exploring Consciousness by Harry Palmer. So this guy's written books. His books are Harry Palmer. Right. Right. <laughs> now, did you just get it? Because that's why no, I was laughing. I just can't. Every time you say his name, I can't. Every time. Can't. Right. Every time. So apparently, um, it, it offers, it borrows elements from shamanism, Hinduism, and a lot of New Age philosophy, which right now, and I think that's why there might be an extra focus on this organization now, is because there's so much popularity with, you know, the New Age movement. Again, I feel like we're in a resurgence of people where it's become so mainstream like kind of like it was in the 70s for a bit but i think on a bigger level you know there's a lot of times you see people on instagram that are you know everyone's like they're very spiritual now and they're posting things all the time and it's like and you see all these um there's this woman who i definitely want to talk about one day um she used to be a publicist oh god i gotta look her up hold on (laughs) wait no like this is worth it Gabrielle Bernstein. So she used to be a publicist and apparently she like got like addicted to drugs or whatever. And then she got super into spirituality, like was rebuilding her life and then became like a well-known spiritual guide guidance person like i don't even know like a spiritual leader i don't big even know if call her a leader spiritual big big wig yeah and she <laughs> probably was on oprah so like thanks oprah like <laughs> thanks oprah thought um, leader right so then and then like she created this whole thing and then she was kind of like this uh girly um you know recharging her crystals journaling um you know wearing like Lululemon, like oh. meditating. See, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only interested in people who want me to dress like Stevie Nicks. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like she became, and it's again when you find out that, like, oh, well, she used to be a publicist. So, yeah, of course, you can market the shit out of yourself, you know. Oh, yeah. and, and it yeah. became this whole thing. And I remember I had a, I had a friend that was like, oh my god, I'm gonna go to take, you know, go to get, we got tickets to Gabrielle Bernstein, and I was like, tickets to, like, what do you mean? And it was like two hundred dollars a ticket, and it was like at a huge someplace that. Took a lot of people, and I'm like, "Are you kidding? 
For what? But like, what is this person providing? Publicists, we still love you, though. Just just for the record. Oh, no, I'm not like shitting on publicists. I'm (laughs) saying that like her ability to market and promote herself. Of course. (laughs) Of course, she became very well known because she used to be a publicist. She's going to know how to get her name out there. You know, that's not the part that I had the problem with. It was that she started charging $200 a ticket to help people. Period. Like it's it was like this, you know, Lulu, Lulu Lemon female tony robbins you know it was just like really weird and bullshit so i just think it's interesting because it's like now you're hearing in other countries that this group is getting you know scrutinized and the word avatar in itself that's actually taken from hindu mythology Mm. so that's like where that comes from (laughs) so it's just interesting how it borrows from all these different elements mm-hmm. you know from all these different ideologies and then it's but really at the at the core it's philosophy is just you have to take courses you have to take courses and then you have to get more people to take courses and it's really just a multi-level marketing cult and i don't i mean i just at what point do you realize like that's what it is I don't know, man. I mean, I realize that the minute somebody's like, come sit in a room and I'm like, I hate sitting in rooms with other people, especially strangers. So it has to be something I've really opted into. Like I'd go to your panel because it has a defined end and beginning, right. but, I would not, <laughs> uh, but I would not go anywhere for with a binder that I have to pay a lot of money. I mean, it's kind of like timeshare people, right? It's the same sort of, it's the same techniques that people use to, force like older people to buy timeshares right like you have to go to this breakfast and then you see these sad people as you walk past like a conference room at a hotel like watching somebody with slides i mean it's just that's what it reminds me of it just seems very businessy i'm sure i'm sure they make it more i mean also like when i did notice when i looked it up like Again, like, I feel like the production values, like the graphics that these people use, like, shouldn't they be able to get somebody that can do something that looks a little more modern and a list, <laughs> little less like I was smoking pot but they in the have 70s? Way more, they have way more important stuff. Do they? I mean, I they're mean, saving just, the planet. Yes. I mean, but why? I mean, I don't understand why. I mean, I know that it's. I know why. Like, I I do understand why. But again, like people, if someone approaches you, look at the production values of their shit. That's not. That's not what you make your decision on. But you know, I mean, looking at this stuff, I'm like, why? You know, why would I? I wouldn't do this. I'd be like, get at somebody to make you a logo. Like what? What is this? I'm definitely not going to give you $3,500 if you can't even make a logo. How are you going to make Planet? How are you going to make Planet? Well, that's what I was going to say. I am not going to spend spend $50 someplace if they have a (laughs) shitty website. So it's just, in this day and age, up your game. Yeah. Like, I don't don't understand. Like, how, and these places all have really crappy websites that we've looked at so far. They are all like one step removed from the tripod angel fire days and i just i don't understand it you're breaking it in like invest in a good website (laughs) oh also i did notice on their website that one of the articles that they had republished from somewhere else was how to know if you're if something's a cult which i thought was really interesting wait if something's a cult 
Yes. Like they had republished an article by somebody else that I guess they thought was good. That was basically like how to know if you're in a cult. Wait, I feel um, like I saw this. Why does it sound familiar? It's probably on their, it's their website. It's on their media. Re- it's like articles. And it's like a bunch of articles by the guy. Um, and then this one article by somebody else. I mean, I guess that's that's one way that these pe- places are like, I mean, and as you said, like cult is a relative term, right? Yeah. I mean, we're using it in a very broad sense where it is something taking advantage of people, getting them to buy into a belief system of some kind, sort of. Um, And this doesn't do that, I guess, in the sense that they don't, they're not a religion, but they definitely want people to buy into this philosophy. And anything that doesn't want people to talk about it when they leave, I'm automatically skeptical of. That's a red flag. I think another red flag, too. I mean, it's hard, you know, because it just I feel like one of the reasons why there's been such a surge in like spirituality and in, again in the new age movement is because, you know, times are shit's crazy right now. You know, like things are just yep. tense and they're intense. And you, there's a, a general feeling of a lack of of security you know, and I think that whether it's an economic thing, whether it's it's, you know, you're part of a a demographic that feels threatened by the current administration. Um, I think that we're hearing more and more about people that have that are struggling with mental health issues, not because I'm not saying that's directly related to everything else that's going on in the world, but I think some of it is, of course, sure. the stress and anxiety. But I think also as we, as it, as a society and as a culture, uh, keep reducing that stigmatism when mm-hmm. it comes to mental health and people Absolutely. are more openly talking about it. I don't think it's that suddenly people have more mental health issues. I think that people are more openly admitting it. So well, I think, and- well... And I mean, frankly, in some parts of the country, especially, there probably is less stigma around joining a religion or taking some sort of course to deal yeah. with anxiety or other mental health issues. Absolutely. Or be medicated. Yep. And, you know, and I think that, and I've said this before, I don't think we are meant to be this connected to each other as much you know, and as many people at a time, like I feel like technology has evolved faster than we have evolved to use it. Hmm. And I think that that's where a lot of this anxiety and stress comes from. Like we're not meant to know this much stuff this fast, this or often. at least or at least technology or at least technology and the flow of information developed independently of any sort of thought or strategy of teaching people how to exactly. interact with it. Yeah. Right. So, um, oh my God, I forget the actor's name that, um, he's in, he's, what is that show? Oh my God. I always just had like the biggest brain fart. It was like a double brain fart. Hold on. I have to Google this, <laughs> but, uh, that show Silicon Valley. Oh, I've never okay. watched that because it's. I've a never show watched it because I dudes. hate white well, dudes. It's not all white dudes. There's there's oh, okay. like one not white dude on it. Oh, okay. I well, just never that's... watched it because I oh Kumail that's who who's in it. Oh. Okay, so um, 
I just never watched it because I fucking hate TJ Miller. I, and I always I have. I just don't care about Silicon Valley. Sorry, Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah. But um, one of the actors said that, and I don't remember who said it. That's why I'm not saying who said it. Okay. I really can't remember because this was just something I think I read on social media that oftentimes for the show, they would actually go to Silicon Valley and they would meet with a lot of these startups and these like people that have started these like technology companies and they're they're finding out about stuff that's like not even out yet that they're working on and it some of it's frightening sure. and he was saying how the thing with silicon valley is that they never ask themselves they're always like yeah like we should make this we're making this because we can but they never stop and say but should we well, like the, the, just the because you can yeah. make this thing right doesn't no i mean it's it's right. not to be funny because like right. some of the stuff no, that's it's, coming it's out true there's no ethical like there's no one stopping them and being like ethically like you shouldn't really be doing there. So we shouldn't have this stuff or we shouldn't. We're not ready for a lot of this. And I think that we've been in this state sure. of not ready for the better part of a decade. Because, I mean, again, like think about yeah. where technology is right now. And like, I think all of that adds to everything. And I think that's why you see this like this resurgence or this big explosion of new age philosophy and of spirituality because i feel like people don't know how this is uncharted territory tory for humans and humanity and i think a lot of people they don't know how to handle a lot of this and it's normal to want to find a way to be able to navigate so much in life and some people don't have support systems at home or with friends sure. and whatnot. And it just sucks that there's people out there that are going to be like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to teach you how to navigate and save yourself and save the world. But we're also going to take all your fucking money and we're probably going to fuck you up worse than you were when you yeah. got here. Well, I'm very curious, actually. I would love if I would love if I mean, if anybody knows if there's been a study on this, like, please let us know. I'm sure people study this stuff but i would be very interested actually i mean as much as i mean to be i'm not i'm never would say i'm being the devil's advocate because i think technology is like anything right any part of technology can be used for good or bad it has right. implications that are good or bad like because it's just like anything else and how people use it or employ it is a big part of this but i do wonder i mean i do think there's a cultural anxiety but also like one of the things I learned like my day job and in, in government and also just like hanging out with like my parents and like they use the internet completely differently. You know, like people use mm -hmm. the internet in completely different ways. And there are a lot of people who are not as online or connected as like you or me. Yeah. And like for me, the internet, my connection to that and my sense of community there has pretty much been, I would say 90% positive. Um, and I don't know if that is the time that I came up, like sort of how the techniques that I've used to manage it. But it also, but I do think but that. I, yeah, and I agree with you. Oh, no, no, but I, I think that. But I, I think for people, I think that for our generation, we have a yeah. very different relationship with, you know, the internet and technology. Right. Because we came up at a time where we remember the before and now we're, we know how to use during. Like we're tech savvy. Right. right. But, but we actually, also remember before. But, but I think that the younger oh, sure. generation, 
Well, I, I actually, I would love to know, like, if people that get taken in by these sorts of things, like, are they people who are super online, who research stuff, or are they people who can go to a website that looks like it's from the 1970s or 80s yeah. and be like, this looks great because I don't know how to, you know, I don't really engage with people on Twitter or Facebook. Like, I wonder if some of it is is that it's easier to feel isolated if you don't know how to use those things or don't use them. Because I do think that, like, for me, especially, like, now it's different, like, because I have, we have pretty good deep roots here. But I do think as an adult, I mean, I talk about this and I'm going to talk about it next week with, in next week's cult. But, like, I do feel like one of the things that's difficult as you become an adult is... When you're growing up, we have all these manufactured settings where we are introduced into communities where we meet people and make friends. And that gets harder and harder the older you get. Um, Whether or not it's because people have kids and get married and have a different set of priorities or just making new friends gets harder as you get older. Because your life is in routines and it's just not something that societally we encourage, right? So a lot of us, like the internet is the way we've done that. Like for me, it's my circus community here. But like I can totally see how for a lot of people, the appeal may just be, hey, I can meet a bunch of nice people and be hanging out with other people. Like it's that it's that need to connect. And I think sometimes that's what Silicon Valley doesn't actually always get. And of course we can connect with people in really damaging ways as we've seen with Facebook. (laughs) But I mean, like I always think about the bodega thing. Like remember the two guys that were going to put bodegas out of business. Yeah. And that went nowhere. I mean, because you're not thinking through like people actually like to have that little human connection. Right. And I mean, I feel like a lot, there must be at the heart, a lot of this, just loneliness, right? Like, yes, you need help dealing with problems, but a lot of it must just be that feeling of isolation. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. So that's, uh, that's Avatar. I don't, I mean, listen, you may not have learned a lot about it, but you know what? You're not alone because I'm still kind of a little confused. As if to you what ever, if you at least you know, if you're psychic, you go in and your psychic's like, "Hey, come do this course," and you'd be like, "Yeah, I've heard about you." So many. I think <laughs> I think the real conversation here was the amount of red flags. Yeah. When I was dealing with this person, dealing. there were so many. Oh my god, no, no, dealing. Yeah. Dealing with was, this person, I was quote unquote dealing with them. Um, there were that's a lot of red the, flags. That's going to be the next, um, the next like tender is going to be dealing with, dealing with, <laughs> dealing with it. <laughs> yeah. That was dealing with them. But, uh, yeah, the psychic thing and the willingness to, yeah, it just made me, it, it made me all very uncomfortable. Although I totally want to, um, we should go to a, we should go to a psychic or get our tarot cards read or something next time we're in the same city. That would be fun. <laughs> Um, I mean, I've done that at like a Renaissance I, fair. Oh, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I, I don't think I've ever gone to a psychic. I wrote a piece about a psychic fair for my college newspaper that was about. But and- I did get my tarot <laughs> cards read at the Renaissance fair a couple of years ago in Tuxedo, New York. And? And I intentionally went to this one person that was reading tarot cards because he was so flamboyant. And I was like, yes, like you are, I want a gay tarot card reading. Obviously. And that's what I got. 
Have you, uh, have you, you should read, there's a great essay. It's in Alexander Cheese. It's in his new essay collection, but it's also online somewhere. And it's about his, tar- he does tarot card reading and it's so fabulous. Like you could I don't just, believe it. I think it's you, all bullshit. But you could just, matter. it doesn't matter. Like it's a but really, you know what's really interesting when you go back to like, and I, I looked this up, this was a while ago. So I don't remember the details, but when you look at the origin of tarot cards, it is nothing like oh, no. what it is no. now. I it was like an in, actual card game. Yeah, I use yeah. them in fiction all the time, but like, yeah. but as a symbol, like, hang on, I'm going to get some pretty name cool art this. though. Um, Dolly Salvador Dolly did a set yeah. of tarot cards and they are so sick looking. There's oh it's called the Querent and it's up on the Morning News site still and I really encourage all of you to go read this essay. It's one of my favorite essays ever. All right, um, well then and it's basically about like fortune telling and like you know the ways that it's misunderstood and also he's just a brilliant writer so all right well that's that's going to be in our show notes um yeah that's all that's all i got for today do we do show for, notes do we do show notes we need to start doing show notes <laughs> we should start doing show notes we have to start you know uh, uh sh- sending uh news like email yeah. blasts to the hey people guys, are subscribing to you. the site hi thank people. you rate us we're we're gonna get it together we're gonna get it together we're trying. and if you we're have trying. any questions for us yeah Tweet us. Um, just hit us up yeah. uh, at cultfavespodcast at gmail and we will answer them, yeah, you know, in the next the episode. Right. Yeah. Or tweet us always. We're always on the Twitter. Well, but I'm, just I'm tweet on the us, Twitter. Stop asking. Stop telling us that, to have you on when we talk about something. <laughs> it's not that kind of pod. I'm sorry, but stop. It's not that kind of podcast. Well, now everybody's going to feel betrayed when we inevitably have feel a guest. Betrayed. I just well, think we it's weird when random people are like, hey, I'm really like, no, when you're going to talk about this cult, like, I'm into it. It's like, okay, but that's not what we're doing. You should just form a message board or a Facebook group. Yeah. We can all we can, talk you guys there. can start a Facebook group and we about can all the cults talk. we talk about. We did hear, thanks, New Zealand person who left a nice comment on our Facebook page. Um, well, Kiwis are very nice. I know. Experience. I know. But that was great because it's somebody we don't know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> someone, we, someone that doesn't feel obligated to say nice things about us. We appreciate that. You're our so, new favorite person. <laughs> um, that's all it. Right. That's all I got for this all week. Right. That's it. Go don't watch that Avatar movie by James Cameron because, uh, I mean, don't let us infect well, your be brain. like 40 more. So are there really? That- I am or something. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hyperbole, but still. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, it anyway. was pretty. It was pretty when it came out, but that's about all I have to say. About it was that. basically. Didn't he like jack that story from like Pocahontas oh, or something? It was so problematic on so I many know. levels. All right. Anyway, and on that note, on we'll, that note, we'll, at a problematic week, come wish me a happy birthday. Yes, <laughs> make sure you go wish Gwenda a happy birthday on Thursday, right? Yes. Get lots of happy birthdays in there. It'll be me, Julius Caesar, and Todd Browning. Although I don't think we really can know exactly when Julius Caesar was born. Yeah, that's like, a really weird person my, to credit to this birthday. birthday. This birthday book, that's one of the ones. The other one's Todd Browning, who, as we know, directed Freaks and a bunch of other great movies. Dracula and, trivia alert, his uh, like uncle or some family member was from Louisville and is who the Louisville Slugger Bat is named after. I love how people from Kentucky say Louisville. <laughs> 
We say it the right way. People Louisville. Who, it's like yeah, that's this how weird you say L, it. Louisville. That's how you say it. Louisville. It's like there's this weird L that's like not even in the word People that you guys put in the word. say Louisville, and it's like oh, you outsider, you've just given yourself away. Well, between that and Versailles, Versailles I'll see you in Versailles <laughs> next week. All right, bye, bye.